We need to make sure uh, that your attorney knows what he or she is doing and works with you to prepare documents to give someone the ability to act as you or act on your behalf if you can't do the job for yourself. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Glad to have you on another episode of Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George. He is Nick Rosenbauer, the estate planning attorney and owner at Rosenbauer Law Office. They serve the greater Cincinnati, southern Dayton area, all that uh, that turf and that land in between as well. But his office is in Westchester, and you can find him online as well at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. And, and Nick, I'm looking forward to today's conversation. We're talking about what new parents should do because you, you're in this boat. But thankfully, you are, you already kind of have your checklist in order, so I'm sure you've probably gone through everything. But for me, I'm someone that, I don't know how you want to put this, but has not set up their estate plan yet. I've got a seven-month-old baby girl, so I'm probably one of those guys that you're, you, you're trying to push, and maybe you'll sell me on this episode of things that I need to, I need to do now that I have a new baby. Well, um, exactly right. So one of the things I've noticed, and obviously I can now sympathize with this a whole lot more than I could a couple years ago. But things change when the family changes, whether there's an addition or a subtraction. And one of the things to note is you you set up your estate plan and you set up just the plan for how everything goes. And like my wife and I did originally, it was set up to take care of my wife if I was gone to take care of myself if my wife was gone. And then after that, you know, it would just be bonus for our parents who didn't rely on us. All of a sudden, we bring home our little guy and there's a whole nother step in there and you're, you're well aware of it. Um, so apart from all of the hectic things, all of the craziness, you need to make sure if you're not there, this new baby is taken care of, okay? Because they're completely dependent on you. So a lot of times the plan that you had in place and and pretty much the whole life that you had in place before doesn't match up and it wouldn't take care of uh, the new baby uh, without some adjustments um, in a number of ways. And I'm sure we can go on and on Mm -hmm. and on, but um, it's also one of those life events, just a good time to review things. Okay. I always tell people someone new comes into the family, someone leaves the family, circumstances change. Let's look at things and make sure that what you put in place before still does what you want it to do in light of these new circumstances, if that makes sense. It's a good time to check in. Yeah, that makes sense. And and I and it's been on my to do list. So I hope you don't judge me for not having that estate plan set up yet as a new father. Um, but I'm hoping after this episode that, you know, maybe you kind of kick me into gear and make me actually start taking care of this checklist. Cause we, we have this checklist in place and I know it's one of those things in life, Nick, you know, you're like, I, I need a, I need to sit down with a financial advisor and get a retirement plan in place. I need to sit down with an estate planning attorney and put together a trust uh, or, or build out a will, whatever you want to do. But you just, you keep saying, well, it's so far in the future. Like I don't have to worry about it right now, but I know, I know, I know, 
that's not the case. So I'm hoping today we're going to get four things we're going to go through that all new parents must do. And I'm hoping that after this, that maybe I'm motivated enough to actually act. Uh, and that's more on me than, than anything else, but let's get started, Nick. So first off, remember all this, all this information can be found online at cincinnatiestateplan.com. You'll find a lot of other great resources there as well covering all different aspects of estate planning and different things you need to know about. Plus all the, the past episodes of the podcast are there as well. So make sure you check that out and sign up for Nick's uh, estate planning newsletter while you're on the website uh, as well. Some valuable information there. So, all right, Nick, I'm a new parent. Seven months in, I'm still trying to figure things out and sorting through the day-to-day. What do I need to do, number one, uh, in terms of my estate plan? Well, before we even dive into the what you need to do, you have to understand you're not alone. Okay. okay. For whatever reason, there's a whole lot of people out there who think I'm not going to get in any trouble. I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to pass away. Nothing bad will happen to me until I'm at least 70. So there's, it is so easy right now to procrastinate because this is for later. That's what people think. It's not for now, which I is wrong, but that's usually the mindset. And I'll be honest with you. I have a number of colleagues of mine who graduate, who went to law school with me a decade ago or more, and they have families themselves, have children and things like that. And even if they don't have the expertise, they could do something themselves as an attorney. So they could do something better than nothing. I know people in their 40s with children, with complicated situations, maybe separate children, have nothing. And they can do it themselves. There's no excuse for it. But the first thing you need to realize, you're not alone, but you really need to fight that, I guess, instinct or thought in your mind that this is for down the road. Okay. Because the question you need to look at is what happens if something happens to you? And before there's a child, you know, if your spouse, assuming you're married, if your spouse is an adult and competent and working, it will be sad, certainly, but most likely your spouse will be able to go on, okay? Um, And if you're single, you probably don't have anyone who relies on you. So it will be sad and it may be a headache, but is it the end of the world? Probably not. Right. Now you have a newborn, okay? So things change. And also, you're usually, at least with the first child, All my clients who have multiple children have told me that it gets better, uh, and by the second or third child, you're not as stressed out as you were with the first, but you and I both only have one, so we we don't understand that yet, and that's a long way off in the future. Right now, we're still (laughs) trying to survive day to day, but one of the things you need to understand, there needs to be a contingency in place if something happens to the parents. So the first thing you need to do, and honestly, as a warning, this might be where you and your wife have a bit of an argument (laughs) is we need to decide on our fiduciaries, which is a fancy word for the people who would take care of things or our decision makers. Okay. We have four main categories here. The biggest ones, probably the guardians for the minor children. And everyone's heard of that term. Guardian just means substitute parents. So if you and your wife pass away tomorrow, where do the children live? Where do the children go? Whose house do they stay in? Okay, so that's the first one. And then we have a couple positions to take care of you if you get sick. 
but you're still alive. So we have our healthcare power of attorney agents. That is pointing someone to make medical decisions on your behalf if you were to get sick. Most likely it's your spouse, but your spouse needs to have that legal authority to make those decisions on your behalf. Or, and I'm getting grim here, which which we always do on the show. So uh, I think most of our listeners are used to it by now. But um, what if something happens and your wife can't take care of you? Okay, she's in the car too. She's laying in the hospital bed next to you. Also, we have the same uh, position, but for financial or legal decisions. So your financial or property power of attorney. Okay, someone needs to be able to pay the bills, pay the mortgage, file your taxes, things like that. Your spouse probably is the first person, but what if your spouse can't do the job? And also, we need to look at what happens after you pass away. Uh, Let's say that were to happen. Someone needs to be in charge of settling and wrapping up your estate. And if you use a last will and testament as uh, the instrument that passes on your estate and your inheritance, the term for the person in charge of that is your executor. And if you use a trust of some sort to pass on your inheritance after you pass away, the term for that is the trustee. They're, they're doing the same job. They're following your instructions that you set out either in your will or your trust to pass on your inheritance after you're gone. And so this person, most likely, if you're married, it's your spouse. But after you and your spouse are gone, let's say your spouse is in the uh, car crash with you, so to speak. Now, what do we do? And their job is not only to settle things, pay the final bills, etc but also to manage and administer the inheritance to the children, okay? So that's that's a big deal. Obviously, guardians are probably the most important here and the ones that cause the most awkward conversations uh, between couples, at least that's my experience, but also who's in charge of managing the, the finances. They can be the same. Uh, I have a number of situations where the guardians for the children are also the people in charge of the money, I have had situations where we break that job up, perhaps the right person and the right household, so to speak, for the children to go to is different than the right person to manage the money. So maybe you have the perfect household, the perfect substitute parents, but they're not really good with money. Maybe they're too stingy, they don't know how to handle it, or maybe they, they're you know wasteful. You can break that responsibility up and have someone else be in charge of the finances. So those are the four things. And usually the guardians for the children, uh, if I had to poll my clients, would be where the most fights come in. I will say my wife and I, we had a time while she was pregnant. We went out to dinner at a nice place and I promised not to order a steak uh, or alcohol. So she didn't have to sit there and watch me eat a nice uh, medium steak. And I didn't know this, but apparently you're not supposed to get um, meat that is not well done uh, when you're pregnant. So um, even a medium steak um, is not something you're supposed to eat when you're pregnant. Hmm. So my wife didn't like that. Obviously, you know, having a glass of wine or a glass of bourbon is a no-no as well. Um, So we went out to dinner And we had an agreement that whatever we say, we cannot hold it against each other (laughs) and no one will be offended and no one will be upset and we can never throw any comments that we make in each other's faces because that's a big deal. 
Yeah. Okay. It is, it is one thing to say who pays my bills and files taxes if I can't do it myself. But it's another thing to say if we die and we leave a two-year-old behind, who raises them? Okay. That's, that's probably, that's a big deal. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if I had to pick a guardian, it would be my wife. And if I had to pick a backup for my wife, because I think she's wonderful, she's the most amazing mother, you know, her and my late mother, um, I think I'm biased, obviously, but uh, I had a wonderful mother and my wife is a wonderful mother. My perfect backup for my wife would be a clone of my wife. Okay. <laughs> and so there, there, there's no one else who's good enough. And you get awful critical too uh, when you when right. you think about this, because who is just uh, who has the same values that you want to instill in your children as far as work ethic, as far as religion, placing uh, importance on academics, things like that. So, and also location. Okay. You know, and one of the, one of the things is what if you have the perfect people, but they live halfway across the country and then, you know, the grandparents never see them and they don't help. Is it a good idea to throw that burden on them and they're all alone? Yeah. Okay. So that that's a big deal. And I will say that's where I think that's harder than all of the other positions to fill combined uh, between you and me. But that's a big deal. Um, and that's extremely important. And I will say before we even get the ball rolling on um, having the, the paperwork drawn up for this and having the plan put in place, you at least need to have a preliminary conversation uh, with your spouse or your partner on this. Now, I would imagine you want to talk to whoever you're putting on this list too, right? I mean, I guess that goes without saying, but anybody that you select for these positions probably need to be aware. Legally, you don't have to, but it is a darn good idea. (laughs) Um, Right, exactly. And I recommend having a conversation with them, at least the people who are at the top of the batting order, Right, if that makes sense. Um, Maybe maybe your fourth backup, eh, I don't know if that's as mission critical, um, but what we did actually is we took the people who would be the guardians and the first people in line to manage uh, the finances and the inheritance for my son. We took them out to dinner, um, and then we asked them uh, if they would do the job. And of course, they said yes. And you know, my wife's uh, friend, she's you know tearing up and hugs and things like that. And then on the way home, I told my wife, so that's a good reaction. So, you know, it sounds like they're willing to do it as opposed to just an awkward, forced smile, um, <laughs> you know, or if it gets really, really quiet. Right. Um, so, um, so that's nice. And that's what I would recommend. But uh, Ben, to your question, they don't have to sign off on it before you do it. Okay. okay? But it's a really darn good idea uh, to make sure that the people who would be raising your children are on board and they're willing to do the job. So I highly recommend that. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first thing new parents need to do. So you have your fiduciaries, your decision makers in order. What's your next step? So now we've decided on who's going to take care of things, who the players are, if you will. Um, You've assembled your team. Now it's time to get it done. Okay. Make sure we need to talk to uh, a specialist, someone who knows what they're doing as far as estate planning. And if you can find someone who has a lot of experience dealing with young families and the issues that they face, even better. We need to make sure that your uh, that your attorney knows what he or she is doing and works with you to prepare documents to give someone the ability to act as you or act on your behalf if you can't do the job for yourself. 
with backups to your spouse, mind you, because if your spouse is okay, no harm, no foul. But if your spouse gets hurt as well, or he or she's in the car when you get in a car crash with you, if we don't have backups in place, the whole thing falls apart. So make sure we get that taken care of. That's the next thing we need to do. Okay. And that makes sense. Now, can that can that person be the same person as your healthcare power of attorney, or is that somebody completely different? Well, you can pick whomever you want for all of these positions, and sometimes you pick the same person to do all of the jobs. So if you have a sibling or a friend who you are very close to, and they happen to be extremely responsible, they're good with kids, they are stable, you like them, you trust them, there's no restriction on how many jobs you can give them. Um, So theoretically, I don't know your family situation, but if you had the perfect person in mind, you can name them to be first on the batting order for everything. You can have them take the children. You can have them manage the money for the children. You can have them take care of medical decisions for you. You can have them take care of your finances and bills um, as well. Again, make sure they're okay with it and you're giving them a lot of work to do. Um, You don't have to spread the responsibility around, so to speak, if you have the perfect person. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So we got the first two out of the way. Let's move on to number three. What is third on the list for new parents? The other one we need to look at is planning for if you die. So post-mortem planning for those Latin scholars out there. (laughs) And I will have to put a disclaimer here. Yes, I did. I did go to Covington Latin School. So you would (laughs) think I am an expert in Latin. Um, Unfortunately, I don't remember very much Latin at all from the two years that I took it. I probably know about 10 Latin words. Um, So I know that's very disappointing, especially for being a Latin school grad, but here we are. Um, So postmortem means uh, after death, obviously. So making sure you have the right people who have the authority to be in charge of the inheritance after you pass away. The right people have the authority to raise and care for the children. And then also you need to make sure your uh, estate plan provides guidance and boundaries or rules for how the inheritance will be administered. And obviously, depending on if you use a will or a trust, you have limitations uh, on what you can do there. Obviously, we know a trust gives you more opportunities and more options to say the how and the when than a will does. Um, for example, you know, my, my wife and I, our estate plan does not say, write a check to my son on his 18th birthday. I don't necessarily think that's good. So we, we put in the guidance to say, here's who takes our son and is the guardian. Here's who is in charge of my son's inheritance. And here is what that inheritance can be used for. And here's what it cannot be used for. And then above and beyond taking care of approved and appropriate expenses, here is when my son is old enough that my uh, the person who's in charge of the inheritance can hand over his money to him. Okay, so there's you know the who, what, where, why, when, and how all come into play here. So that's the other half of the uh, of what you need help from the attorney to do. So make sure they're giving you all the legal documents for the full estate plan, not just um, making sure if someone takes care of you if you get sick, because that's only half the job. I got you. So the last one we got doesn't really, I guess, fall under your purview necessarily, but it's still important for you if you are a new parent, is you're trying to get your your estate plan in order, 
part of that process is is looking through your finances, right? Exactly. And I'm not a financial advisor or an insurance agent or any or or a, or a tax person or anything like that. Um, I know enough, um, just because it's very close to what I do, to be able to spot issues and point them in the right direction. Um, but we need to review your current financial situation because things have changed. Okay, so first off, make sure you are properly insured because before you have a child, usually your insurance rates and needs are different. So when my wife and I got married, we bought the house. If I died and my wife just had to take care of herself, She's smart. She has an education. She's a hard worker. She has a good job. She can take care of herself just fine. So at the time, our insurance was only to make sure that if one of us died, the other spouse uh, could stay in the house and could afford that. That was it. Now we have a child. Okay. So we have to get insurance for the child. Maybe we need to, we have health insurance. Um, We probably need to get a babysitter you know, daycare, schooling, high school, college, and then Lord knows how much college costs. So all of a sudden, if you pass away, the surviving spouse is going to need some more help. And we need to make sure you're insured for that. Also, if you both pass away, that child, in my case, the one-year-old, someone's going, there's going to need to be a lot of money to take care of them and support them until they reach the age where they can care for themselves. So talk to your financial advisor um, and review your insurance needs. Make sure that's up to date. Also, budgeting. Okay. And Ben, you know this, uh, the budget, the monthly budget changes when all of a sudden we're feeding three people instead of two and formula and diapers and they just grow out of their clothes so darn fast. Every, you, you only get to wash the clothes two or three times before they don't fit. And <laughs> daycare and um, you know medical bills. And there's 100 doctor visits the first year. I feel like there's a checkup every third day. And that's without <laughs> baby getting sick. Okay, so make sure that you, know, you can budget for the new expenses. Also, what if one of the, uh, one of the parents decides to stay home with the child or work part-time, okay? Um, Adjust your tax withholdings from the paycheck because obviously we have another dependent. Again, talk to your financial advisor and your accountant on that. Uh, I'm not a a tax or a financial expert, but I know that we need to talk to a professional at this point because things change. Also, um, and this is something more in my wheelhouse, Review your assets and make sure they are coordinated with your estate plan, okay? So make sure your bank accounts, your retirement accounts, your life insurance, your house, et cetera, are titled correctly or have the proper beneficiary designations that they line up with your estate plan the way you want them to, okay? So if we have a trust in place, we need to make sure they're lined up with the trust. If we have the will in place, we need to make sure the beneficiaries are, are, are lined up in such a way that we can do the best that we can with the limitations of the will. So that's the other thing you need to keep in mind. And one last thing, depending on how long ago you had your estate plan done, you may have bought a new house or purchased new insurance or moved to a new job or switched banks. Okay, right. so we may not need to make changes, but you may have new assets or new accounts that you didn't have when you set your plan up. So we need to make sure those are uh, accounted for as well. 
Um, and that's whether you're taking an existing plan and updating it, or if you have no plan in place at all, uh, and we're starting from uh, the ground level here, we need to make sure that's taken care of as well. Talk to your estate planning uh, attorney about that. Yeah, all those budget items are really hitting close to home, Nick, <laughs> quite a bit. And I think if I always think about daycare, like if you've never, you always hear about daycare being expensive, but until oh, you're actually boy. looking around and shopping around for daycares, that you actually, it really hits home exactly what that number is. And it's an eye opener, no doubt. It's unbelievable. And they have waiting lists longer than <laughs> nine months. Yeah. So you do the math on that. I had no idea because it takes, last I checked, it takes about nine <laughs> months uh, to have a child start to finish. So I I, w- I never could have imagined that the good daycare uh, or childcare facilities, some of them have wait lists over a year and a half. It's wild. So, yeah, and these people are, and I don't know if you had to deal with that, but we went to some places, toured and, and, and got the brochure and things mm-hmm. like that. And then all of a sudden they said the wait list is a year and a half and my wife's five months pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's not going to work for us. Um, so that's unfortunately, and, and I guess this is the case, people are getting on these take care wait lists before they get pregnant. But apparently you have to do that now. So yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe this is the fifth thing all new parents must do. <laughs> well, no, because once you're a new parent, it's too late to get on the waiting list. Right. Unless you want to be switching daycares every so often. And you probably don't want to do that. But all, all that said, these are four important things that you do need to go with, go through and, and sit down with an estate planning attorney and, and work out. And I guess too, Nick, it's important that this needs to be done, I guess, whether you have an estate plan in place or not already, number one. And then if you have multiple children, this is kind of a list you need to go back through each time, right? Absolutely. And even if we're not making sweeping changes um, when we have multiple children, because a good estate planning attorney will future-proof it to provide for the possibility of having more children, there will be big changes when the when, when you first become parents, obviously. Um, but you still want to check in and have a review with your attorney uh, if you have a new child even if it's for the peace of mind of looking through things, talking to the attorney, and then the attorney says, uh, Mr. Or Mrs. Smith, your plan is set up just fine. You are in good shape. And call me if things change or call me when you have your next child. Um, it's good to have a checkup, obviously, even if we have a plan in place. Good deal. Well, you can get your checkup and, and sit down with with Nick if you want to go through any of these items. If you have a a child on the way or you or you're like me and you've uh you've kind of been putting it off a little bit and know you need to do it but have not actually taken that first step you can find nick online cincinnatiestateplan.com he's got a calendar on the website you click the contact us button it'll pull up his calendar you can pick a time 15 minute uh consultation sit down and uh, you can work virtually with nick that way or you can call him over the phone at 513-463-6789 they are still working out of the office some as well. And hopefully as things begin to ease back up, be back there quite a bit more often. But all that can be found online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com along with uh, all of our past episodes on the podcast. So you can catch up on other estate planning topics because they're all very valuable if you're looking through this process and, and don't know a lot about it like me when before I began this podcast, Nick, but I'm learning each and every week a little bit more. Well, you will, uh, you will thank yourself when this is done. Okay. Because I understand for those new parents out there, trust me, I can sympathize with you a whole lot more than I could a couple years ago. Your 
figuring out your day to day. Heck, you're figuring out your hour by hour. And is it time to feed the baby again? Um, <laughs> who gets up in the middle of night this night? So there's a lot of immediate concerns that seem to consume you. Um, at least that's what happened for my wife and I. But you have to see outside of that. You have to be able to take a step back and then make sure this gets taken care of. And then you don't have to worry about it. Okay, this is not something we need to do every single day. Get it taken care of. And then that's one less thing to worry about. And you know, God forbid something happens to you and your spouse. The children are at least taken care of. Okay, as yeah. opposed to having no idea what happens. Okay, so it's very important. Get it done uh, as soon as possible. I recommend, if you can, talk to me when you're expecting. Okay, the best thing to do is before baby comes, let's sit down and talk about this. And we can plan it out and we can get it done ahead of time so you don't have to you know, be calling me when you're sleep deprived and you're stressed and you know, the baby's crying in the middle of our appointment. Look, I've done that. Okay. That's okay. I understand better late than never, but usually things are calmer and we're a little more level headed and a little less sleep deprived. Um, so my recommendation, um, someone's expecting, give me a call. Let's talk about it. Now we can get this done before, uh, your child is born. Um, and that way it's one less thing to worry about when you're kind of in the thick of it and dealing with the new parent uh, stresses. Yeah, there's one thing I learned about being a new parent. It's just when you can knock something out and take care of something, just don't procrastinate, take care of it, and move on to the next <laughs> thing. That's the best thing you can always do. One step at a time, one foot in front of the other. Well, Nick, appreciate the time here on Complete Estate Planning. I'm, I learned a lot. Hopefully our listeners did as well. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Hey, thanks a lot, Ben. Uh, you stay safe, and uh, I'll uh, see you in a couple weeks. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.